Hello there, and welcome back to the SWTVC podcast. Uh, this episode, we're going to be looking at Finish the 96. Uh, my name is Evan Fries, or as you may know me, Mile High Ground, and I'm joined today by my SWTVC cohort, John, aka The Vintage Concepts, and special guest, Bosk's Bounty himself, Tim. Hi, how are you doing? You know, I know you, you need no introduction. Anybody listening to this show, uh, I'm going to say... Nine times out of 10, they actually know 10 times out of 10. If they're listening to this, they know who you are. And uh, I just uh, want to get out of the way, though, just in case we snag any, uh, you know, uh, Hasbro's dream uh, passerbys uh, instead of just hardcore collectors. Uh, Tim, would you mind just kind of giving us a little rundown about yourself and uh, what you do? Uh, Yeah, sure. So obviously I'm the person responsible for the YouTube channel Bosk's Bounty. Um, It's been going near on three years now and it centers around pretty much the vintage collection that's my uh, main passion i grew up in the 80s as a child so i naturally go towards 3.75 and yeah i just wanted to start a channel really and talk about my hobby it wasn't anything sort of special or anything it's just it's just kind of what i do and yes it's great fun and get get to great, meet great people like you guys. So, well, I really appreciate that. Again, you're so fast with the with getting content to upload it. I'm, I'm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. Obviously, you like I like to be on the pulse with what's going on, and it's just good that we've got these sort of people with Instagram accounts that manage to get the the news. You know, like Jason from Yak Face and um, that f- uh, Star Wars figurine was a very good one. You know, it's good good to get the news out there. So, yeah, for sure. Pleasure to have you here. Really appreciate you doing this Thank with us Thank you so much today. for joining us today. Let's see. So uh, let's kind of dive into then the uh, meat and potatoes of the day. So I'm just kind of here to learn and enjoy uh, you two talking about some stuff for the most part. Uh, John is going to be the expert today, especially coming uh, around with the Finish 96 stuff. He's been doing a series of infographics over on the SWTVC inf- uh, uh, Instagram uh, with stuff that is either updated, not updated, or just flat out missing from the vintage collection regarding the original Kenner 96. Um, the vintage collection has many different goals, covers more than four decades of entertainment, and serves numerous different fans, from the hardcore to the casual. Uh, in addition to creating high-quality figures from new movies and TV shows, the line also looks to update classic figures. Uh, these classic Kenner 96, and we've seen many uh, released. Uh, Hasbro recently recommitted to finishing the 96 with the most recent Fan First Friday, uh, and they have several planned for release this year. Um, but as I said, we're keeping tabs on how far they've come and how far they have to go. So, John, I'm going to go ahead and hand this over to you. All right. So, yeah, today we're going to be going over kind of the different categories, which ones have been updated, which ones were updated before the Vintage Collection in the original trilogy, Saga, and 30th Anniversary Collections, um, which ones have almost kind of been updated. There's a lot of gray area here, so there's surprisingly a lot to talk about. And then a few that still have yet to be updated in the line. First of all, actually... What does finishing the 96 mean to you, Tim? Is it something that's important to you as a longtime fan? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, can I just say that the work that you you do, John, with with those uh, slides on Instagram, it's it's amazing. Oh, thank Uh, you so much. It really does look good. (laughs) And the whole hashtag finish the 96 thing, it's um, it's definitely needed. And yeah, to me, it means everything, to be honest, because as I mentioned, I'm I was born in in uh, the mid to late 70s and I grew up with the Kenner figures and for them to have modern versions of those figures on the vintage cards 
that that means everything to me right i'm not going to say that i would stop collecting once they once once they finish the 96 but um it's an important part of it for me um but then again i, I do like to see the other films like um you know revenge of the sith figures and things like that come onto those cards i think it's a nice continuation of the line but for sure i think i think yeah for me very very important that they give us um the best possible version of the character on on a vintage style card for sure and there's a lot of different sort of they've mentioned updating teams lately like they're doing all the rogue one teams yeah. so we still need bays and we still need bodhi and maybe some of the other villains and background characters of that movie yeah, that'd be helpful, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so there's, you know, there's a lot of different sort of checklists they can do, but Finish the 96 is a very important one. And yeah, it kind of speaks to bringing the best of the vintage line and the best of the modern era with the new paint and sculpting articulation that we all know and love in the vintage collection today. So for, I'd say there's nine figures that from A New Hope, there's nine figures from A New Hope that have been updated in the vintage collection which I'll start with R5-D4, Darth Vader, Chewbacca, R2-D2, Luke Skywalker, X-Wing Pilot, Jawa, and Power Droid. Then there's, so those are the seven that I would say are pretty, pretty well definitive. Would you agree with those? Yeah. And the Power Droid is kind of in that weird area where the vintage card didn't match the vintage figure. Yeah. So the card, the card was the plain grayish, brownish um, gonk droid from the Sandcrawler, but the figure was the blue and white, more colorful one from the Lars Homestead. Yeah. Which that was, I was very excited to see that figure come out last year because that was the first time Hasbro has updated that figure in the modern line. They've done plenty of gonk droids over the years, but that was the first Lars Homestead one. So these are the little, the nitty gritty things that really excite me about the line still. Um, and then so two of those nine are Panda Baba Walrus Man and the Imperial Navy Commander, which those cards were updated for the modern line. Yeah. The Imperial Navy Commander, his name was changed from Death Squad Commander. He had a few vintage names, didn't he? He did, yeah. For some reason, in 2012, when that figure came out, they changed the face of the actor, which at the time, they said it was a legal issue. So it just kind of looks like a strange Photoshop job. And I should know about strange Photoshop jobs because I yeah, I do kit bashes of them all the time. <laughs> but weirdly enough, when Gentle Giant did an update to that figure and when the Black Series had an update to that figure just a couple of years ago, they used the original actor's face. Oh, right. So frankly, I wouldn't mind an update to that in the vintage collection. And we can add a photo reel on the figure, maybe. I assume they're going to get around to doing the photo reel on that at some point. So that would be a nice thing to update. They did the photo reel on the Black Series version. Yes. Yeah. And then as far as Panda Baba, he's or originally Walrus Man. The original vintage figure had a very airbrushed look. Yeah. And the new one has a an image from the film. What are your feelings on that? Do you think they should be updated or should they kind of stick exactly to the original? Um, well, the Walrus Man one's quite funny, really, because obviously the original card for that was almost like a, a drawing or a painting. Was, um, yeah. You know, it's probably even out of date back then, really, from, compared to what they yeah. could do. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is where it gets into that sort of fine line, you see, because if, if we take the most recent one that was announced of uh, Papaloo, and that's obviously got the Romba image, but that's how it was back in the day. Now, I yeah. know some people would like that to be corrected and think that um, the vintage collection should be a correction of all the kind of mistakes, maybe. And and although I partially agree with that, I, I, I kind of want the sort of um, mistakes kept, really. I, yeah. I, I'm just one of these people that just, for the nostalgic factor... 
I, I'm all for having a modern, updated, super articulated figure, but on the artwork that was originally done in in the Kenner days. So you've got the best of both worlds then. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's happened a few times, hasn't it? With the, say, for like the Emperor's Royal Guard, for example, they updated the image with that one. And for that one, I don't think there was really any reason to do that. I, th I think the vintage card of that one's absolutely fine. But I can understand the Walrus Man one because it is a pretty poor image. And I think if maybe they'd brought that out, a lot of people would have said, you know, what on earth are you doing sort of thing? What sort of image is that? But um, to keep it real and to keep it, you know, vintage, I mean, it is called the vintage collection. So I, I don't know. Me, me personally, I would, you know, I, I would have preferred it if they'd kept it. But, you know. I think, yeah, maybe that they could have chosen a film out image that was a little bit closer to his position or something or done. Because like nowadays on figures like um, Echo or, or uh, sorry, like on figures like um, Fives or Hondo, they use artwork or the, even the incinerator trooper, they use artwork, but it's more realistic artwork. Yeah. So maybe they could have done, you know, a, a better looking drawing that doesn't look like it was uh, airbrushed under the side of a sweet seventies van or <laughs> something like that. I know John and some of your mock-ups uh, for the clone wars in particular using, you know, animated stills uh, from the show itself. Right. I was thinking about like the Ahsoka card back where that was very much, uh, a, very much a piece of art compared to mm -hmm. uh, a photo. Uh, same with uh, Dr. Afra uh, when she came out in 2018. Right, yeah. uh, that was, you know, because there's no live action reference for that. Every time I think, oh, yeah, using art on a card back wouldn't necessarily work. I think that there there's there are a few every once in a while where there is just a purely original art based card back uh, as opposed to yeah. any kind of uh, photograph from live action or an attempt at live action. Mm. Sorry for derailing. No, no. And then, yeah, I mean, on the same line, like some of the Clone Wars figures are just, you know, Hayden Christensen or Ewan McGregor with a photoshopped armor on their shoulders or that yeah. sort of yeah. thing. So I wonder whether Soka will it be, you know younger Rosario Dawson image now with Photoshop. I'm interested to see what that looks like. I'll say one thing about the R2-D2 figure. The, the vintage figure was very clean. Yeah. And the card back is very clean. But the one they put out in 2019, it was a repack of the, um, the Build-A-Droid mold. But it was very dirty. Yeah. And he looks like, like he's been through the Tatooine Desert or through the X-Wing battle or something. Yeah, that was a, that was a strange one. I remember when I got that figure or, or, or it was announced um because obviously the r2d2 was a was a big one that was missing and uh when mm -hmm. the, when the figure was announced i was like oh man you know what why is he dirty and he, he almost looked like like the degaba version you know that's it, yeah. from the photos it looked like a greeny sort of dirt like a swampy dirt um but i think it is supposed to um represent the after the battle of yavin where he's essentially been hit you know um yeah so yeah, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? Because obviously with that card back, ideally I would like a clean R2 and I actually repacked one uh, re or recarded one. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with the just just with the figure from the um last Jedi line off that card back. I just took that figure nice. right out and put it straight in and glued it back down. That's awesome. So in terms of R2D2, there was another one in the vintage line. It wasn't part of the original ninety six technically, but it was included in that droid factory playset. Um, where you could build sort of the original Build-A-Droid situation. Um, and that was the only one in the vintage days that had the third leg. Obviously now almost every R2 in the modern line has the third leg, so it's nothing particularly special. But do you think those sort of figures are things that need to be updated as well, so to speak? Like the other day I did um, him on a Sandcrawler card, since the Droid Factory playset is kind of a Sandcrawler-inspired set. 
those are sort of the weird things where it's like we don't need it, but it would, you know, it could be a fun thing if they ever revisit that set, maybe. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a, a possibility. I mean, it, you know, what card would they put that on? Because the Droid Factory one never actually had a had a card, did it? Yeah. So um, it was like a packing baggy type type thing. Um, I think I think you know when we're talking about finish the obviously the ninety six or the ninety six carded figures. Um, and then you've got the ones on top, which would be quite nice, which I'm sure we'll get into with Blue Snag and what have you. But um, yeah, I think it'd be a nice sort of nod to that sort of thing. But I'm, I'm not sure how they would how they would do it, really. The next category is figures that were updated in the original trilogy and Saga collections and 30th anniversary collections. And there's six of those, which are Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia Organa, Han Solo, Bin Obi-Wan Kenobi, Sand People or Tusken Raider, and then Greedo. So I think most of those need an update. I think Greedo is pretty good yeah. as is. I was just about to say, probably all of them apart from Greedo. And I, I know even people out there have problems with the Greedo, with the with the jacket and what have you. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, the first ones you mentioned, they, they all need an update. The only one that's probably passable maybe is the Han Solo. I think that's still a pretty good figure, but... You know, with the with the techniques they've got today, they could make a really really good Han Solo. Yeah, and that Han, they've used his legs on like almost every Han figure that they've done since, and they've done so many. Even the um, indoor Han that's supposedly coming out again, yeah, I believe uses at least some of the same parts. Um, so here we are, seventeen years later, still getting the same Han legs. And he's a little bit skinny yeah. in that figure for me. He is, yeah. Which I know he was thin in the, at the time, but it was before he bulked up for Indiana Jones and everything. But um, I, I just, I, I'm honestly still flabbergasted that it's 2021 and we don't have definitive versions of Farm Boy Luke, of Ben Kenobi, of A New Hope, Princess mm. Leia, of yeah. Han, or it's like these, these icons. Yeah. Those seems like slam dunks. I mean, even in the 40th anniversary of uh, A New Hope back in 2017, they could have done gangbusters just offering a pack. Instead, we got the titanium in-action figures, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, a little metal die cast with uh, two POA or something. <laughs> and Obi-Wan was also updated in Legacy Collection in 2009. And I, I that figure has better elbows and knees and um, ankles than the vintage one. Yeah, that's that's actually not a too bad a figure, that, that Ben Kenobi. I think that might be a candidate where they... I'd prefer if they did a new head for that one yeah. and then give it photo reel. Yeah, the, the head the head on the five POA is a, a, a decent likeness. Yeah. Yes, that is yeah. uh the five POA, um, you know, not that I am an advocate for more five POA. I'm not. Uh I, I don't enjoy five POA. Uh, but I did love some of the figures that came out in the tail end of the uh, Force Link era, like for Last Jedi and Solo and that the uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah that came out that was a pretty darn fine figure i i enjoyed it a lot especially because you know he could hold the lightsaber with both hands and Mm. the head sculpt is nice on that because even the black series uh ben kenobi uh the head is a little little off Mm -hmm. Uh, again sorry for just jumping in with random tidbits on that note when we talk about updating the images and you know updating the figure do you guys have any wants for do you have any desire for vintage colored figures in the modern line or is that something that should just kind of be kept in retro or kept in the vintage days i'd prefer it over carbonized but i don't really i don't really care for either right now they're not a priority for me yeah i agree i would prefer them over carbonized or credit collection type repaints you know i I would prefer them to do something newish if i I guess if you but i think i personally think that you should keep all of that stuff out of the out of the vintage collection to be honest you've got the retro collection they're your retro figures 
And if you want to do modern style versions of the retro figures, which sounds a bit odd, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, keep keep them out of <laughs> keep them out of the vintage yeah. collection line. <laughs> That's fair. There is one figure that I would like to see in Kinner inspired colors, which it would be Boba Fett. Yes, because in between his white prototype armor and what we saw in Empire Strikes Back, he had the more colorful armor with one red gauntlet, one yellow gauntlet. Yeah, um, which is the image that they used on the Star Wars card. But you know, I'd like to see them do that in the realistic version. There's so many new Boba Fetts that they have to get to. <laughs> Yeah, but, that that would be a good like convention exclusive or something, you know, like a, for sure. a bit like that multicolored Darth Vader they did for the retro collection. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, and also they did it for the six inch, didn't they, with the with the uh, with the Boba Fett. So yeah, once you've got that new Boba Fett sculpt, you could essentially do the holiday special one again, or you could do the vintage Kenner one. But as I say, I think it was it should be separate to the you know like a one off thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That also brings us to the next category, which is figures that have been in Vintage Collection that were originally in the Star Wars line, but were updated in Vintage Collection on other movie card backs, which are C-3PO, who has been on Empire Strikes Back card, the Stormtrooper, who has been on both Empire and Jedi cards, and Boba Fett, who has also been on Empire and Return of the Jedi cards. And Boba was released on a Star Wars card with the retro rocket-firing figure uh, about 10 years ago. Yes, he was. Uh, do the, are those things that you guys think need to be on Star Wars cards? Like C-3PO, for instance, the vintage one is... He's Empire Strikes Back specific because he has the gold foot instead of the silver foot, which is a very small nitpick thing, but... If, if I can jump in here, one million percent, they need to do that. Um, you know, the, these are two of the first 12, you know, not just of the, yeah. not just of the 96. So um, they are big gaps for me and a... The lack of a vac metalized C3PO um, on a Star Wars card is is a big one. Is a big one for me. Um, I just think the C3PO that we've got VCO six. It's a, it's a it's a poor figure. I've got to say, and they've re released mm. it. It was in the Black series. Um, yeah, that that's a huge one for me. And I've said this before on some of my shows and whatever, you know, they, they made quite a big point uh, when they talked about the exclusive child that came with the razor crest with, with the vac it's metal got a pram. Vac metalized yeah. pram. He made a big point of that. So yeah. <laughs> why, if you can't do, if, if you can do that, why can't you just, you know, the death star droid right. as well. <laughs> I, mm. I, I wonder, cause I remember they were talking about vac metal for environmental reasons or something. Mm. And then I thought that it, when they announced it for the pram for the child, that was when they thought they were only going to move 10,000 units of the, of the crest. <laughs> um, and then now they have to make, you know, 28,000 of 26,000 of the, them. Cause the environmental issue came up. I, I interviewed Steve Evans right before force awakens came out. And I asked about, yeah, there's, there wasn't any vac metal in the line for quite some time at that point. And there still hasn't been other than the, um, the child pram. So, yeah, and I don't know. And I've heard that other people have, they have issues with articulation with vac metal. Like if the joints rub up against each other, that can be a thing. So I think maybe it only works on limited articulation figures. Like they did it on the 2004 C-3PO in the original trilogy collection vintage line, which is not a good sculpt and it's just kind of weird. And even that one, was on an empire card. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, that, that's not a good example of how it should be done. Um, there, there was a quite a good C3PO that had the salacious crumb attacking him, you know, and the eye popped mm -hmm. out. 
And um, I'm not even sure if that is vac metalized. I don't know whether there's another technique that they can that they can do that has the same effect. Right. But ultimately, that's the sort of gold that I would like my C3PO to be in um, if they're ever going to be bringing him out on a Star Wars card. And I, I suspe- suspect that that's probably why we haven't seen him or the Death Star droid yet, because you know I think if you're going to do the Death Star droid on that vintage card. If you just put the one from that three pack in there, I, I'm not sure if that's going to really work. It can't be a yeah. dull. It can't be a dull droid. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about the Death Star droid now. I guess he's one of the figures that has never been in on a vintage collection card. So, like you said, they took the the Legacy Collection um, build a droid silver figure and put him out in the three pack with the with R5D4 and the power droid. Like I still like the look of the um, Power of the Force. I have a whole lineup over here, but I have the Power of the Force um, Death Star droid, which was shiny black vac metal, I believe. Yeah. Um, and that one is it's a strange case because there's two droids in the film, two RA seven droids in the film. There's the one in the Sandcrawler, which is kind of a, it's kind of a rusty silver. Yeah. And then the actual Death Star droid on the Death Star was black that walks by Luke Han and Chewie. Yeah. So that's that's the Death Star droid, but the Sandcrawler droid was the one that was updated in the line. But this is that a case where we need multiple releases to well, check that box? The, the, this is the same situation with the uh, the Power Droid, isn't it? Because the card right. was always, I believe, the one on the Sandcrawler. Um, mm-hmm. um, but it was always the you know the little droid that you got back in the day was the was the Homestead droid, little blue thing with antennas yeah. and what have you. Um, so this is this is the same. I think I think. Personally, for me, one one would do a a, a shiny silver one on on that mm. card. Uh, that would yeah. that would be enough for me. Although I do like that black one. I must admit that could be that could be another 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 thing. You know. Yeah, they could do a couple different cards, and yeah, I think the figure itself is pretty good. The two thousand nine Legacy Collection figure. Um, Disney did a more articulated version in their Droid Factory uh, parts bins and in their color changing set. Um, with the same colors we've gotten in, from Hasbro being uh, silver, black, and blue. Mm. The one that goes from black to blue. Yeah, I don't know how they, if they share molds sometimes across each other. Yeah, I, th- I think some of those, sorry, I think some of those Disney uh, cards recently have actually had Hasbro logo on them. It's a weird relationship they've got there, isn't it? Yeah, because like they bar- Disney borrowed the molds from Hasbro. Yeah. And then for the first build of droids were identical to the Hasbro ones. And then they took the wires off because the left and right legs were getting mixed up all the time. Yeah. Back to the figures that have been updated to another movie. In terms of the Stormtrooper, they just did in the Carbon Freezing Chamber set, they took, I believe, one of the removable helmet, like Luke or Han figures, and they added the new Rogue One helmet on top of it's it. It's the same as the Han, I believe. The same figure as the Han. So it's not quite as nice as the Rogue One version, but the Rogue One version isn't really accurate to a New Hope 100% with a lack of um, holster and everything. Is that a figure you guys think they can just put on the Star Wars card, or do they need some more updates for that? Evan? I, I was, haven't opened that one actually. So I was I was waiting to see what you'd say, Tim. But I I was gonna <laughs> say, you know, for me as a uh, as kind of a pleb, I I honestly would be okay with a reissue of VC one forty, but on a uh, a New Hope card, a Star Wars card, um, just because I absolutely adore that figure in general. I I think Hasbro can get a lot of mileage out of it, even though it's not accurate, you know, entirely accurate. But it's kind of at a certain point for me, it's like all right how inaccurate is it compared to other mm-hmm. things? Uh, I think it would be awesome if they could find a way to slap a holster on a VC 140 and then throw yeah. it on a star Wars card. And then I would 
by many, <laughs> many, many, many. I'd, I'd be happy with so that. How about yeah. You, Tim? Um, well, it's, it's funny this one because I was actually, um, when I was at Toy Fair, I was listening to Sam, who's no longer the designer, but he was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe his name is Sam. Um, he was being interviewed by somebody and I was sort of like standing there overhearing what he was saying. And he was he was a really knowledgeable guy and he was talking about the differences between the, the New Hope Stormtrooper and the Rogue One Stormtrooper. And so I think somebody asked him the same question, you know, why can't you just put that figure on? on earth and i think he said you know basically the nerds out there which we all are really but um yeah um, <laughs> yeah listen, um, listen to this podcast you'll would, find would, out would, <laughs> would, would know the difference and i don't think it, it even just comes down to the holster i mean i think the one that comes in the playset, i believe the holster is on the opposite side of his leg i think so from empire to star wars it changes sides so there's okay. that but I think also there is like slight differences with the helmet and slight differences with the armor and things like that. So it's just it's just how deep do you really want to go with it? I'm with you, Evan, though. I think, you know, if you could just slap a holster onto that Rogue One, I'd be happy with that. That would be enough for me. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, it's just about getting that um, first 12 card yeah. out there, really. So, and before we do the other figures that haven't been in Vintage Collection, I wanted to go to the alternate cards that haven't been updated. And I know, Tim, that's a focus of your collection, right? Some of the alternate film mounts that they added when they repacked them for Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I love those. Um, yeah, so, you know, you've got Gunner Luke, Yoda, um, Chewie. So the, the, the Chewbacca that they released, um, it was quite a funny one, that one, because the original promo images that we had of that Chewbacca, it had with the split hairdo. And everyone's yeah. like, you can't put that on a Star Wars card. But when we actually got the figure, it did have the slick back hair. But of course, I think yeah. it was the um, Red and Black Box 3.75 inch Black series did have the Return of the Jedi Chewie. So it'd be quite nice to have that one on that sort of uh, Return of the Jedi card. Um, you know, there's other ones that they could do, but I think there's some really important ones that they need to do. And the, the big one they're ticking off, which is the which is the Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. For sure with that. Uh, skiff battle background yes the desert scene and yeah. supposedly yeah because and that was another one where they updated it to look you know they zoomed in because the original one had some airbrushed panda baba style legs and a cape yes and so we got alternate images of the new one actually from star wars figurine but i couldn't really tell if that was a fan-made one or if that was sent from hasbro with the more zoomed out version and vintage collection um, we still haven't even seen the actual Boba Fett figure, even though it ships in the next like two or three months. Yeah. But so some of the a new the three a new hope um, film outs that were changed were Luke on the Millennium Falcon gunner card, uh, Ben Kenobi with his hood up and the close up with his lightsaber, blue lightsaber finally, and then Han Solo on the Death Star escape card. So those could technically be different versions of the figures because like we haven't actually gotten a Millennium Falcon gunner Luke since 1998. We got the um, Death Star Escape one in 2011 with the Stormtrooper belt, but we don't have with the uh, headphones with the Millennium Falcon headset. Yeah. And we got Han and Chewie with the headset. So frankly, I'd like to see Luke on that card with the Gunner headset. Um, I think I'd prefer the original ones get updated in Vintage Collection first, but I do want to see the alternate cards of these guys. So would you not be happy with um, a, a brand new Luke Skywalker sculpt, for example? Um, coming out on that classic card and then they just repack him onto, you know, you'd, would you want a scene specific figure for that gunner Luke? I would because that's because Luke in particular hasn't been done in 
like a modern super articulated version. Yeah. With you hear that Hasbro more Luke's. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was quite a while where there was you know dozens of Tatooine Luke's, and you know they kind of overdid it. But it's been quite a while since we got one, other than the um, the metal one a couple of years ago. I'd say yeah, match the card and do do a Tatooine one first, and then do the Millennium Falcon Gunner one second. That's my opinion on that. Yeah. So like Han Solo, he's got an alternative card, isn't he? Um, mm-hmm. So when when they do these. Uh, alternate cards do, do you want the movie still to be star wars or because it was re- re- released right. in kenner days on a return of the jedi card would you you know because the image doesn't fit the film does it it's just that's the way they marketed right. it to because that's the film that was out at the time that those cards were produced you know yeah and that kind of fits like yeah like when they release c3po on the star wars image with the empire strikes back uh name yeah film film name whatever you want to call that so I think it would be fun to have them on the Return of the Jedi card. That they can kind of do like they did in 2011 with the um, Revenge and Return figures. Yeah. Where they had a case with both. So I think, like you say, bring it forward all the way into Vintage Collection, update the figure, and update the film out with the original Star Wars card. I would like to see these on the Star Wars card, personally. Yeah. Instead of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I, I, I mean, do both, but I'd like to have Star Wars as an option. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think... Um it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because it's, that's like the utopia. We're never going to get that, but it'd be nice. Yeah. But I think, yeah. I think, I mean, I, I personally just would be happy with all new sculpts of the, of the figures. So Leia, mm-hmm. Han, um, Luke and Ben Kenobi on those original mm-hmm. cards. But then maybe if they did like a, a chase thing, like they used to do with the foils and like you say, with the revenge I was just cards, thinking about that. Where you, where you had the same figure, but on the Gunner Luke card, I mean, because you know would would they would they do actually two different figures probably not so you know just to get that card i would be still happy to have that new um definitive luke farm boy um you know on both cards but i could i could see what you mean it would be nice to have the gunner luke on the gunner luke card as well yeah just because in that like obi-wan i think they could do the same figure on both cards oh absolutely i but this may be sacrilege john uh I prefer the alternate uh, uh, card for Obi Wan with the hood up and the lightsaber. Yeah. I, I the yellow well, yeah, lightsaber card is just—it's kind of too goofy for me. But if they were to, you know, have Obi Wan packed two per case or three per case, and there was two of the hood up version and one of the yellow lightsaber version, yeah, I would, I would go driving around to find that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yellow lightsaber one looks like he's kind of like falling back or something. Yeah, and turning on. He's, you know, he's waking up in the middle of the night to get a glass of water and he's turning his flashlight on and he's tripping over his bedstand or something. Not the most dignified photo. No. See, I don't really understand why Hasbro don't do more of this sort of thing um, because people that collect the vintage collection are, are clearly carded collectors that obviously are, mm-hmm. you know, the, the people want the loose figures as well. But there's a lot of people that will just buy them for to, to not open them. There's people no, like me that right. will buy two um me to too, have Tim, one, me too. One, you know to open one and keep one carded but i do like the the card art and i do like collecting them so you know yeah. to have these these chase variants if that's what you want to call them you know back in the original run when you had those revenge cards and foil cards you know that's that's the fun of it for me that's part of the fun so i would like for them to do that i really don't know why they why they haven't done that since you know it's a bit it's a bit of an odd one and th- those those four figures there are perfect candidates for it really 
because yeah. all, all of those mm. except Leia have got have got a alternate image. You know that what I'm taking from that is that a fool and his money are easily parted. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, but who's the more yes. foolish, the fool or the fool who follows? <laughs> I'm the fool who follows. That's for sure. <laughs> so there's two more figures to talk about in the Star Wars line, technically three, uh, being Hammerhead and Snaggletooth. So for Hammerhead, now known as Moma Nadon, we've gotten a 1997 version who was changed a little bit in 2002 with the Cantina Bar, and then the final version in Saga Collection in 2006, which I like that figure, but it's not really articulated to today's standards. Do you think we need an all-new version of him? Yeah, 100%. And that's pro- and that's probably and that's probably why we haven't got him. It'd be a huge tooling investment. I do. I really like the look of this yeah, 2006 it looks figure. Great, yeah, he can't really sit down. I mean, I sort of don't think every single figure. This might be blasphemous. I don't think every single figure needs you know 20 points of articulation. No. Needs to be doing jumps and splits. He and needs to be able to sit down though, doesn't he? Yeah, I'd like for them to be able to do what they do in the movie. And literally, all, all I'm asking for is him to sit down, and which the current one can't do. I don't know if they can leverage the old sculpt or something. They can do an all new one that would look even better, but we haven't gotten many Cantina aliens lately. The last one was Mosep Benid in 2015, the last all new one. And we're about to get Snaggletooth, which we'll talk about in a second. But there's not a lot of unmade, completely unmade Cantina aliens. The the Lutrillians, the Othello, and Sola Mahal from the Holiday Special, and what's the other? Onelko. Tonica Sisters. Yeah, the Tonica Sisters, of course, which, you know, they've been tied up supposedly in rights issues for years, but one of them said they could do it, and one of them said you can't do it. But then she passed away. I think Victoria just had an update on that not too long ago. I guess it's not a rights issue anymore. I think it's uh, all She settled. mentioned it on my live stream. Yeah, it's it's something to do. I think it's in Hasbro's court, really. I think okay. I think um the lady in question is is ready, you know, she's ready to sign. It's just, you know Is the juice worth the squeeze, yeah. as they say? Yes, it is. It is for us. <laughs> for us is it? Um Please. But so, yeah, so Hammerhead is, Moma Nadon is a very, um, he's a classic Cantina character. And I think he would do well at retail. Um, I think we're all interested in having another one. So I think that's one they can get out and would do very well. And then Snaggletooth. In the film, A New Hope, there's two Snaggletooth. There's Tequil and Zutton. And like a lot of the other Cantina characters, they did the same mask twice, same costume twice. And then they would mess with the hair or add a scarf, which is exactly what happened here. So Tequil is a little bit of Snivian pattern baldness going on <laughs> and a scarf and a bigger hump in his back. In the original line, of course, they took a black and white image of one of those characters and they made it into the taller blue Snaggletooth in the Sears exclusive Cantina adventure set and then a couple other two packs. And they added a really cool arrowhead belt buckle, which according to Tom Spina, who's sort of a Cantina expert, was taken from a business card that the Kinner designer just happened to like. (laughs) Classic. Yeah. So then when they made the holiday special, they actually took that belt buckle and added it to the Zutmore costume, who is in the holiday special, the shorter Snivian, who's actually like short and wearing a red outfit. And then that figure was made based on the holiday special in the Star Wars line in the Kinner days. It's a very complicated, weird history. Yeah. And so now, in a couple months, Hasbro is putting out the 2012 Zutton figure again on a sort of 96 adjacent card, as they called it, um, with one of those new film outs that looks like a drawing or a painting of some kind. It doesn't quite scratch the itch, but obviously it's no tooling budget for them because they already paid for that nine years ago. Do you guys want to see a blue Snaggletooth? Do you want to see a new... That's another, I'd say that's another example of 
it's an easy way to squeeze money out of me is just do variants of, of things yeah. that you have or even, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I'd be into it. I would I would like to see uh, more accurate to the Kenner one. I'm not a huge fan of the concept of 96 adjacent check the box done. It's 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 strange because, yeah, they made Tequila in 1999 and the Cantina Aliens three pack with his nice big hunchback right there. <laughs> and then a couple years later, they did the shorter... They called him or her Zutton at the time, even though in the holiday special, B. Arthur calls him or her Zutmore. And they play musical chairs with these characters' names all the time. And then they added the Ponda Baba legs and arms to him and painted him blue for a Kmart set uh, in 2004. And then, yeah, the 2012... Zutton or Snaggletooth figure. With, with with this Snaggletooth thing, it's like I'm old school. I wanted the card to say Snaggletooth to, to at least in brackets. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really too fussed about which figure they they put on. It's about just sort of ticking ticking Snaggletooth off off in one of his forms. Um, I know they mentioned adjacent to the '96. Maybe they'll bring out the others at some point. Um, I, I just would have preferred them to give, as I say, just to have kept the, the card art, even though maybe it doesn't match the, the figure, but I know other people like these things to be corrected. So I don't know, I guess there's two camps, isn't there? This is the first Cantina Alien they've released on a single card since 2015. So I'm kind of, you know, beggars can't be choosers, I guess at this point, but that's the TVC collector motto. (laughs) And I think that brings us to a pretty good stopping point for this episode. Come back later this week as we continue chatting with Tim and move on to the Empire Strikes Back portion of the original 96. Again, huge thank you to Tim for being with us on this episode and be sure to find him at Bosk's Bounty on YouTube or Instagram for excellent collecting content and major props to John for his exhaustive research on this subject. For a look at the figures and material covered in this episode, be sure to check out the SWTVC post on Instagram under the hashtag finish the 96 banner. And also, be sure to follow John over at The Vintage Concepts on Instagram. He does killer card mock-ups. Here's the little annoying but obligatory part uh, that we have to tack on at the end of the episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider giving it a nice little rating and review, and uh, be sure to share and subscribe. Any little thing helps, and we really appreciate this community. As always, I've been your host, Evan, or Mile High Ground on Instagram. And remember, back TVC, balance the scales. Finish the 96, keep 375 alive, and the Force will be with you. Always. Always.